Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host and co-pilot, Leanne Whippet. By the way, we will be down in Texas here shortly. If you go to the National Barbecue and Grilling Association Convention, stop by and say hi. Um, Leanne will sign autographs. I'll be at the back. <laughs> so um, you're on the panel. You're on one of the panels down there. Meet the Masters. Meet yes. the Masters. Yeah. We are coming to you, of course, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in the Portland, Oregon area and out there in the radio land on USA Radio Networks. We've got Ray Sheehan with us today, Barbecue Buddha. Uh, Ray's been on the show a couple of times before. Always a great guest. And he's got a new book out, Big Green Egg Basics. But before we jump in the conversation with Ray, I want to say thank you to Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. So, Ray, welcome to the show, buddy. Let yes. me turn on my timer here so I know where we're doing. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Uh, this is your second book. Um, what prompted you to come up with the Big Green Egg Basics? You know, um, I had been cooking on uh, Kamado style grills for some time. And uh, I, you know, when I met up with my uh, publisher and my editor, we were discussing, uh, you know, the possibility of a, a new book, you know, it dawned on me, you know, years ago, I went into a pool store where they carried big green eggs. And I was like, totally enamored with this grill. Um, I thought it was like the coolest thing. It was built like a tank and it was uh, really, you know, just a really amazing looking piece of barbecue equipment, but I had no idea how to use it, nor did anyone at the pool store. And, <laughs> and so they're like, oh, this is the best grill. I'm like, oh, well, how do you use it? And they're like, yeah, crickets. Yeah. So uh, I eventually I learned how to use one, but I, I really wanted to demystify for the, the beginner, someone who just got their egg, um, you know, that it is a lot easier to use and, and it can be intimidating, but we could still teach you how to make some really great things on it. Do you um, compare, uh, not in the book, but do you compare when you're cooking to other style Kamado grills that you've done and how is the, the egg better as far as what you do? Well, one of the things that the egg offers that a lot of the other companies don't is a lifetime warranty. So right off the bat, you know that they stand behind their product. And, and this is a total, in, this is, um, I just want to put this out there. This is an independent guide. This is not endorsed by Big Green Egg. I'm not working with Big Green Egg, but I believe in their product and I wholeheartedly endorse it. So yeah. um, if, if you're looking at, you know, other Komodo style grills, uh, this is, this is the, definitely like, uh, I think famous Dave said, this is the Ferrari of, of, uh, of the grills and it, it's built better. It lasts longer. The heat retention is really unmatched, in, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, I know there's people that love, you know, everybody loves their grill, but I just, I love the way when you heat this up, it stays hot. When you cook with the lid closed, the charcoal consumption is very economical mm-hmm. and, um, and it's just a really great grill to use. Leanne, you've used one, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've used to bring them to competitions all the time, which was really tough. I, I mean, I've broken eggs and actually they do right. stand by their warranty. Even if you make the mistake of breaking something, they're pretty good about replacing that. Um, and green happens to be my favorite color. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a win-win, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a a fabulous cooker. And, you know, a question I have about the book, is this adaptable to other cookers, the recipes that are in the book? Absolutely. I mean, you can use it for basically any Komodo style grill. Um, but it just so happens that we focused on, on the, the, the benefits of the big green egg, but, you know, Komodo Joe vision grills, all these Komodo style cookers, um, it would work well with. You, um, did a really good job of laying out the book. I know the editors and the people at the publishing house kind of do that, but when you were making your selections of recipes and stuff to put in the book, Ray, um, are these things that you had used and uh, worked on and perfected uh, for years or are any of these recipes ones that you just developed for the book? So this is really how I cook. And this, like, I know some people uh, that write cookbooks, they're just recipe developers and they just love to constantly create. So and, and I love to create as well, but, but these are recipes that I cook at events. I cook for family. I cook um, all the time, just, just the way that I like to cook and the foods that I like to eat. A few of them were developed for the book uh, because I really wanted to showcase different flavors, but sure. um but a lot of these are recipes that I had been working on. One of them uh, was like, you know, to showcase a different flavor. There was a Mediterranean um, Middle Eastern restaurant that was close to my house and um, it, it up and closed. And I was like, wow, that, I missed that place. How am I going to get those, those fragrant, warm flavors of this Middle mm-hmm. Eastern food? So I wanted to uh, get something like that in the book and, and recreate that. So that was one that I developed for the book, but uh, there are flavors that are, um, like, I feel like, you know, that I didn't want to just do the traditional, you know, slap some barbecue sauce on it and, and go. I really wanted to offer value to the reader and, and create some different flavors. You also notice I did like these um, award-winning crab cakes. I went down to Delaware. I'm in the Northeast. So we went down to Delaware to compete in this big crab cake cook-off for, uh, in, in Lewis, Delaware for Coast Day. And, um, and I, I wanted to make them on the egg and, uh, we won first place for our crab cake. So I had to put that in the book, you know, <laughs> you well, my question is, is your mop sauce in the book, the recipe? <laughs> Actually, it's in the first book. That was the oh, basis of the sauce? first book. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We all that, that one best sauce grand champion, right? So, yeah, we, I won, uh, um, the sauce king. Uh, grand champion uh, sauce uh, contest, and I actually won a big green egg, and that was that was the grand prize. And I hadn't, oh, I didn't awesome. even know that I won because they announced all the barbecue sauce categories, and they saved the grand prize for last. And um, so when I got the big green egg, I was like totally floored. I was like, oh my god, like I just won this amazing grill, and I have a Komodo cooker, you know. So comparing those two, the big green egg was like far and away the the. The, the Ferrari of, of the cookers. 
I had at one time, um, and I, I know I've told this story on the show before, but I had a aunt, <coughs> excuse me, that her husband had passed away and he used to do all the cooking and barbecuing and stuff. And so this um, big Kamado style green cooker was sitting out uh, under the deck, under the upper deck on her porch and she never used it and she gave it to me. And, you know, I was always kind of a charcoal or stick guy. This was long before pellet girls came along and I went to move that thing. <laughs> not knowing that it weighed, you know, half of the Empire State Building <laughs> weighed and that and it had this little rickety kind of aluminum cart it sat on. And that was more dangerous than it was anything. But I learned very quickly when I stacked up some ribs in there, so to speak, and cooked, I don't know, two or three racks for one Sunday afternoon deal. And it came out and I went, wow, that's pretty good. And uh, I gave that away finally because I got tired of moving it. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a great. And I mean, and that was 30 years ago or so. So, oh, yeah, they last. Yeah, they last very well. When you when you break down your book, of course, you go hot, and fast, low and slow, slow fire. I'm, I'm kind of reading of the, the chapter headings here. When you wrote the book and when you put these recipes in, Ray, I noticed you address some things that, um, if you will, beginners sometimes make mistakes when they're using charcoal or Kamado style grill. Um, did all that just come from experience or was those little items that you, little nuggets, pardon the expression that you put in these things in your notes in there, uh, was that something you Trial, trial and error on race park to get those facts. Oh, oh yeah, I I definitely learned the hard way. You know, uh, <laughs> I've gotten it way too hot. I've got no fire. I've got you know, um, I definitely learned from experience. And I thought to myself, you know, when I was even just choosing the recipes, like I just got this big green egg. What do I want to cook? I mean, uh, you know, everyone loves you know slow and low barbecue, so. I definitely wanted to put that in there. And I just wanted to showcase the abilities of the egg and show people that you can do it too. I mean, I learned the hard, like I said, I learned the hard way I burned. I didn't turn it. I just burned it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, once you, it's, it's much easier to, you know, get the green egg hotter than it is to bring the temperature down. So, you know, cooking on the eggs, all about controlling the airflow. So I wanted to get that across as well. So, um, but it, it's an extremely versatile cooker. Like, so you'll see, you know, the hot and fast, the slow and low, the roasting, and then two baking chapters where you're going to see right. a, a sweet chapter and a savory chapter. And, you know, kind of, you know, you could do your whole Thanksgiving on the big green egg, or you could do all your sides and you can do it outside and kind of save on the, the oven space inside. So it's pretty versatile. Uh, yeah, in fact, I've been um, a proponent of that for quite a while, and I'm sure Leanne is too. I mean, it's much easier for people just to throw it in the oven. So yeah, and and that was one of the things I wanted to show people too. It's you know, you, yeah, you can do slow and low barbecue on it, and you can also do you know a steak, and you can reuse that charcoal. You don't just because you fire it up to do a couple steaks and maybe a couple sides doesn't mean that you can you're gonna 
you know, use up all that charcoal because you can shut it down and then you can uh, basically just stir it up and reuse the same coal. So it's very economical on the fuel consumption. Yes, it is. And I like them a lot. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll come back with Leanne and uh, Ray Chi and his new book, uh, Big Big Green Egg, uh, The Basics um, from a Master Barbecuer. And that you are right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen, and we're talking with Ray Sheehan today, his new book, Big Green Egg Basics. Uh, if you'd like to email us, it's very simple. You can just go to the website, which is barbecue nation, that's bbqnationjt.com. There's a little thing down there. I don't know what you call it. It's a link, it's an icon, whatever. You can just send us a message and either Leanne or I will respond to it. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. And Leanne and I both have our independent uh, Twitter and Facebook pages. So there you go. That's the social media stuff. When, you, when you're putting together a book like this, right, and you, you, you've got some great recipes in here. I've kind of been reading them the last few days since I got your book. How do you decide what stays and what goes? Oh man, that's a tough one. You know, mm-hmm. um, I actually, I probably started with maybe 75 or 80 recipes and narrowed it down to 60 mm-hmm. um, and deciding what stays and what goes. I think, you know, a good example would be like the crab cakes. And I had like a, a, a crab stuff portabella and I didn't want to do, you know, too much crab. I don't like to do things that are too repetitive, but what's going to offer a different technique or what's going to offer a different flavor profile for the reader. Um, This book to me was really all about techniques and that's how the chapters are set up. You know, you're hot and fast, you're low and slow, different techniques for baking, uh, roasting and really frying. I I, I don't do a ton of frying on the big green egg, but you can. So I wanted to showcase that. So Mm -hmm. it really, I think every book is different and, the way I narrowed down these recipes were what really went with the theme and what fit and what offers the reader uh, another avenue uh, for them to pursue on the big green egg. Well, we've all been in barbecue a long time and we just assume that everyone knows how to light a grill and how to cook on it. You know, it, we, it's second nature to us. And that's what I like about the book, that it actually addresses the basics. And that's really what people I think are looking for. Um, and that goes with not only on green eggs, but anything, you know, you're barbecuing. So I love that you, you know, address that. Um, it has excellent illustrations. I love that you actually have like every kind of dessert under the sun from cobblers <laughs> to cookies, to pies, to pudding. <laughs> all my favorites. Yeah, yeah. You, you hit it all. But I have a question kind of off topic. How did you get the name Barbecue Buddha? So I was starting this sauce company. And right when I went to trademark my name, which was like something really generic, like smoke and raise barbecue, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, not somebody else trademarked that name. And I was like, 
oh man, because I'm Ray, my son's Ray. So smoke and rays, you know, I thought mm-hmm. that's really neat. No one else would have that, you know, but uh, sweet baby rays, you know, but so I, I thought to myself, you know, uh, the Buddha is a wise old sage um, that's very knowledgeable. And, and um, so we're saying, if you use our products, your grilling will be enlightened. So I went and I pursued the trademark and I got it. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've just been trying to enlighten people's uh, barbecue, but that's where it came from. I'm, I'm, you know, I lean towards like um, a lot of meditation, a lot of like um, inner peace kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But, so yeah. for me, that that was great. I know there's maybe a couple other Buddhas out there or, you know, I've talked to a couple of them mm-hmm. um, and they are in the barbecue world. But you know what? There's room for everybody. You know, My, I'm it. not saying I'm the barbecue Buddha. That's not me. That's mm-hmm. that's someone else. I just have a company that is uh, sauces and seasonings called barbecue Buddha. Right. So right. just well, to put that out there. And if you think about it, the the Buddha kind of matches the Kamado in shape and stuff. Right. You know, that's true. Yeah. And it matched my belly, too. I had <laughs> yeah. the belly going for quite a while. But, you know, I'm on this like barbecue diet heavy on the protein, lots of walking around while I'm waiting for the barbecue to get done. I've dropped about 20 pounds, so I'm doing something. Good for you. Yes. I think you sent FedEx it to me. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) When when you uh, follow up on what Leanne asked you or made the comment about earlier, we do kind of assume that certain things are, they're secondary to us. You know, they're second nature. We we just do it because we've done it so much. How did you pick and choose which of those things to address? Because there's there's literally hundreds of them uh, until you get a little more seasoned, pun intended. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're the first time person out there on their deck or their patio, whatever, and they're trying to do this, the list is this long. I don't know if you can see that with green screen, but, you know, it's that long of things to do and not to do. Um, and from folks like us who experienced it, but how did you select those? Well, you know, it's like that old saying, like when you tell somebody a story, stick to the facts, right? So I'm just trying to, when I thought about this and I I did like a rough draft or an outline for the book. Okay. I just got this egg. It's finally put together. I'm looking at it. How do I light it? What's my Mm -hmm. first step? What's my next step? Mm -hmm. You know? And right off the bat, don't use lighter fluid. Like, let's tell people not to use lighter fluid because it gets caught up in the in the ceramic and it's really hard to get that flavor out. Um, mm-hmm. So I just try to stick to the facts and stick to what I thought was most important, most valuable to ensure uh, the reader success every time they fire up the grill. Another off topic. So you're from Jersey. Uh Yes. Egypt. All right. I'm a Jersey girl. OK, that's where I was oh, raised, wow. you know, the barbecue uh, capital of the world. And right. I get a lot of pushback <laughs> oh, when I say God. I'm from New Jersey. And then they're like, well, how do you know how to cook? And then I have to go through the whole painstaking story. Uh, but do you get pushback that you're from Jersey and that you claim to be a master <laughs> barbecuer from um, New Jersey? <laughs> you know, so when I when I did my first book, I did get like it, the premise of the first book was award-winning barbecue sauces. And my sauces have won awards at like some of the biggest competitions, the American Royal, the International Flavor Awards. And then online, there's like these trolls that basically are like, hey, you know, if you won little Jimmy's sauce contest, that doesn't mean you know what you're doing. And yeah, you're from Jersey. So I did get some of that, you know, and, <laughs> and but you know what? 
the American Royal, that's a, that's a huge competition. Sure uh, I'm not entering Little Jimmy's Sauce Contest. I try to enter the, pretty much the big ones. And uh, my products have done really well there. But I'm a lifelong learner. I've taken classes. I like to take classes. So I've taken classes with like Smoking Dudes, uh, Bob Trudnack. I uh, went down to Tuffy Stone's compound in, in uh, Richmond and took his uh, Cool Smoke class. Uh-huh. Like to me, I've always worked in food and I've always felt like you learn from everyone. In, like in a lot of restaurants, you learn from the dishwasher to the chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back with Ray Sheehan, talk more about his new book, uh, Big Green Egg Basics, right here on the USA Radio Network. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen, and today we're talking with Ray Sheehan. Uh, Ray's from the Barbecue Buddha. Great sauces. Two-time author now, uh, award-winning sauces, all-around good guy. He's from New Jersey, so we'll forgive him for that. Um, <laughs> hey, I couldn't help myself. Come on, I quit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended, and also um, all the folks up at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Great knives, great pr- uh, balance, great efficiency, and a great price. Check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. So Ray, um, aside from being at New Jersey, in New Jersey, uh, you know, I think you guys get a bad rap there too because they did that salsa commercial years ago, oh, no. and, and they say this that. stuff's made in New Jersey. Cowboys sitting around the campfire or whatever. I always thought it was it was funny the first hundred times I saw it because uh, mm-hmm. it was usually related to some sports event. But then I actually thought about it. Those poor people from New Jersey, you know, are getting the snot clobbered out of them here and um all because pace picani or whoever it was was doing that anyway one of the things i think that people have um difficulty when they're starting to barbecue and i think leanne and and you would back me up on this is the difference between hot fast and low and slow it's hard to make that time warp jump if you will for some people because uh, there's a lot of techniques now that go with low and slow. Uh, do you wrap? Do you don't wrap? And of course, we've got people out there, proponents going, you put it on there for two hours, you wrap it, you throw it in a cooler, and you come back at the end of the day and it's done. I'm not talking about a brisket now. Um, how much did you discern between those? I mean, I know I have my thoughts on it. I know Leanne has hers. I'm sure you have yours. But I, that's always the big bridge, I think, for people to learn that. Well, you know, with this book, it was all about choosing recipes that people would want to make over and over again right. because they are they're basic, but there's there's they're a little bit more interesting than just that than than just basic. So you do have this standard barbecue. Uh, you know, you have your Texas style brisket and your ribs, and you know, a few different types of ribs. But you really want to showcase to people that, yeah, this is how you can do it, but there's more than one way to do it. So that's why we have a couple different ribs and we have, 
um, some different items, but they're going to go back to the ones over and over. Like there's um, a cherry chipotle ham, there's roast turkey, there's stuff that they can, besides the usual suspects that they'll be cooking. So I wanted to kind of broaden their horizons, but not give them anything that was too difficult. No, and and I see that a lot of the ingredients are not things that you have to go to specialty stores for. They're readily available, um, and that and that makes it nice because you don't have to. You know, if you have your book here and you want to make something, you're more apt to be able to make it because you have the things right in your pantry. Um, I also like the fact that you do a lot of sauces. Um, I love sauce, not I'm necessarily sauce barbecue sauce, but just <laughs> right. like unusual sauces. And that, and, and that appealed to me in the book as well. Um, so I like that you did that. Um, well, sauces, sauces and gravies. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Leanne, yeah. but they can mask a lot of evils. I have found over the years. Or compliment. <laughs> or compliment. <laughs> but right, mostly so, masking. So on my you know, you're you're giving the, the new person with, you know, uh, these are just layers of flavor that we're adding. So there's right. some really great rubs in the book. Uh, there's a really great hot wing rub. If you, if you're a person that likes hot wings, but you don't like the, you know, the Frank's red hot or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, so those are just dry rubbed wings. And then there's really unique sauces like the yogurt tahini sauce that goes with the chicken shawarma. Um, and then there's some really great unique barbecue sauces like the cherry chipotle that goes on the ham. So mm-hmm. I'm really trying to offer value in layers with the book and, well, I think, and give, give no, techniques I, and skills for the, the new cook. I think you did a, a really good job. And one of the recipes in here, uh, which is actually one of my favorites, of, is um, you say, call it state fair turkey legs. You know, I know this is the wrong season to be talking about this, but when and Leanne's probably going to get sick of this story, but I'm not going to tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. But my my point is is that we're a dark meat eater uh, family and friends mostly. I mean, they could eat about I'd say 12 ounces of white meat from the big birds, and then everybody else is digging in for the dark meat. So I always cook a few extra uh, legs, but I cook them uh, on a separate smoker the day before, and so they're ready to go. And uh, do you have a specific advice for state fair turkey legs for people just pretty much uh, there you know don't over smoke them you know you yeah. can just use the seat use the smoke like salt and pepper um and those are my son's favorite when we first started competing we did a competition in delaware at the harrington state fairgrounds and um he was walking around with this turkey leg and i think we we ended up getting it into the barbecue news magazine and uh, so that we wanted to get him in the book again. He's like my hand model. So he was, <laughs> you see him in the picture eating this turkey leg. And, uh, and that's like his thing. He's, he's helped out with it and he's followed it along and he's gotten them at places at, that were way over smoked. So almost like you want to be able to taste the meat. So that's, right. you know, bringing it back to the recipe. You really want to be able to taste the meat. So you don't want any kind of um, acrid smoke. You just want to taste uh, like kind of a hint of it on there. Well, I will say that I used to vend a lot for many years and we would sell turkey legs. But when I purchased them, they came in already pre-smoked. So if you're adding Mm. smoke to it, then you get too much smoke, obviously. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Turkey's underrated. It needs to. I'm glad you included it in here. And it's it's more affordable now. And um, 
yeah, I'm glad it's in the book. Well, it, you know, if you buy, if you're, I don't know, if a family of three or four people and you buy a 12 to 15 pound bird, there's several meals in there. Unless you got a guy that a kid that's 16 and playing basketball, you know, or my something. son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there you then, go. then it's a meal and a half, but he comes than, inside and he's going to town on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, how long did it take to get this book to be on the table right now? I mean, does, is that like a year long process or how long does it take? So I actually had a little bit more time to write this book than I did my first one. I think um, we started talking about it in January, February. I want to say I, I started writing. And of I had this like year? of last year oh, of say, last year. It's a miracle. No, it's t- it takes, <laughs> you know, you know, it could be anywhere from 12 to 14 or 15 months from start to finish. But, you know, your time to write is like, at least in my case, I mean, you know, two months, two to three months hmm. of, of like, hey, you know, here's my framework, here's the recipes. And it's, a, it's really, you're constantly refining. You're refining how you say the intro, you're refining how you say the instructions, and then you hand it in. And then, you know, depending on how you hit the mark or didn't hit the mark, you may have to make some revisions. But you really are making the concise line by line in the in the copy editing, and then so there's like a few times during the process where your like your your attention is necessary. One is when you're writing, obviously. The second is after you hand it in and you have to make your revisions for your editor, and then with the copy editor, and then you know they Does make your this- editor and publisher eat your eat your food. Do they test it? So when I when I first got with them, um, I had as it was like a labyrinth. It was like a maze. It was like I had to jump all these hoops. I would give them, okay, here's my uh, table of contents, and here's you know so many recipes done, like they would be in the book. Well, my publisher's really into barbecue, and he's <laughs> done a ton of barbecue books, and he's gone to you know the American Royal and the Jack, and he cooked the recipes. So I was like sweating bullets, like, oh my God, this, like, is he going to well, even actually, like them? That's is it going to be too good. Clean? I love that. It, right. It was great. So um, they came back with, he loves your, you know, recipes. Now we want to see a little bit more. And then, then it was like, okay, we're going to go to contract once. But yeah, so the answer was yes, they did make the recipes and they did try them. And really what they're looking for to see if you can get across to the reader how to do it. I have another question. Um, I have all kinds of questions. What sure. makes you pick a soft cover book versus hardcover? Um, that's that what really that's when when I got with this publisher, they they um, they have the framework already. They already know what the story is like. So when I discussed it with them, they said, OK, this is what we're thinking. It's going to be an eight by nine. It's going to be this many recipes, this many pages, soft cover like they they, they are already much, know. Interesting. They, they have a whole. Thing. It's going to come in at this price, and you know they have a the framework's already done. I know they did the Operation Barbecue Relief book, and that's a little bit different framework, but that's also a different, um, you know, a different like they're they're it's part of it's probably you know for charity, so right. You know, right. Um, so they have a lot more recipes and, and a little bit different. Um, Do they give you book. your photographer because your ph- photography is excellent in here? The food looks oh, so man. good. 
let me tell you, I was blessed to be able to work with Ken Goodman. Ken Goodman uh, Photography, he works with Page Street. And um, when they first told me he was going to do my book, I was like over the moon. I mean, you're talking about he's such a not only is he a really talented photographer and he's photographed everyone from like, you know, Martha Stewart, Snoop Dogg, Aspen Food and Wine Fest, every chef on the Food Network, you name it. Right. Uh But he's a really kind and amazingly talented human being. And he's a champion barbecue guy. He's on the IQ uh, barbecue team with um, uh, Andy Husbands. I did not know that. Yeah, Ken, he did their well, first Andy book. Andy has books too. Yeah, he's done, I'm sure yeah. he's done all their books. He's, huh. But his work is beautiful. It's amazing. Absolutely. We got to take another break. We're going to be back with Ray Sheehan on Barbecue Nation with Miss Leanne and myself right after this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whiffen. Uh, we're talking with Ray Sheehan today about his new book, the big green egg basics. I don't know. I'm going to hold it up here. I don't know if you can see it. There you go. Kind of beautiful cover. Yeah. Beautiful. The green green screen kind of screws things up behind it. You don't yeah. want to have what that's like, but it's, um, it's brand new. Is it, is it on all the shelves already, Ray, or is it just now getting out there? It's coming out on uh, March 29th. Okay. So next week, basically. Can you get it on Amazon or? Yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Book Depository, anywhere books are sold. Fantastic. Cool, cool. What's your favorite recipe in this book, Ray? Ooh, you know, that's really difficult. That's <laughs> why I ask. There's, you know, there's recipes that I just love to eat. And then there's recipes that I love to look at in the pictures in the book. So it's, and then there's some that are a combination of the two. Um, you know, I, I love ribs. I love the beef ribs. Uh, that's probably one of my favorites. I love the Memphis mop ribs. Those are, you know, right. really that's, you know, I'm big with the Memphis. I love that. Um, I do see but, a mistake. Um, you that? have a seared porterhouse steak for two. Shouldn't it be mm-hmm. for one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Told like sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the other one of the other ones that's a favorite of mine are these salted chocolate chunk cookies, mm. um, because chocolate chip cookies, that's like one of my favorite desserts. And whenever we do competitions, we always make sure that we have these chocolate chip cookies. So that was one that I definitely wanted to get out there and share with everyone. I'm going to try I, that. That I, sounds good. I'm uh, I'm just sitting here kind of drooling and and all that. Which recipe, which part of the book was the toughest part for you to put together? I think, you know, after doing two books, I think the toughest part is just basically sitting down with a blank slate and mm-hmm. it's overwhelming to think of the finished product. So you just have to take it one step at a time. Excuse me. So, you know, here's my outline. And then thinking about what you want to say at the beginning, the chapter openers. Like I've seen some people do the chapter openers 
you know, and that's the like paragraph or two that tells you what's coming up in the chapter. And I've seen some people just kind of gloss over it. And I'm like surprised that their editors let them do it. They're like, Hey, this is all about, you know, grilling. I'm like, well, I know it's about grilling. What are you telling the reader? So I try to give them some tips there or what to expect and something to look forward to. Um, and kind of like pun intended, wet their palate to what's coming up next. And, you know, like, so starting from the blank slate, I think that's the toughest part, but once you get into it, it's really a lot of fun. And in, like in my first book, I felt like uh, my tone was, was like, I was so happy to be writing a book. You could Mm -hmm. read, you could hear that in my voice. (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. super happy to be writing another one, but I feel like, you know, um, if you're teaching somebody the basics, you want to come across as more confident and more, um, I don't know, like just the facts. So that, that my tone changed a little bit in the second book, but the fun is still there and my love of good food is still there. Are there plans for another book in the offing? I know this one's just now hitting the shelves, but yeah, usually people that write books like this, they work with their editors, their publishers and stuff, and they, they get, this is your second book. I'm, I'm going to bet you a rack of ribs that probably rambling around in the back of Ray Sheehan's noggin there is a third book. You know, yeah. I mean, I have ideas for, you know, two or three more books. Uh, whether Whether they decide they want to do another book or if they like the idea, you know, sometimes they wait and see, you know, how are sales? How's, I mean, this was so far, you know, everyone like my editor and my publisher have been, um, you know, very positive about it. So I would think, I would hope that we could do another one. Sure. Um, and I certainly have some really cool ideas besides just barbecue for another, another book, but I really, you know, it's, it's all I, I, I think you and I should do a book like barbecue from New Jersey. That, you know, that would be really cool. A spoof. Yeah. <laughs> like we can cook in New Jersey too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you know, with, with, uh, with, with so many barbecue people in big barbecue regions doing classes, barbecue, like people aren't holding on to the secrets like they used to. It used to be like passed down from generation to generation. Now they're like, hey, if you take my class, I'll teach you all these secrets. And you know, whether you're in Texas or in Memphis or wherever you are, and it's becoming, you know, more widespread. So I think, you know, you can have great barbecue in, in so many different regions and states, not just the big ones. No, now I, you're gonna, now, now you're going to start me going on the classes because the classes, in my opinion, are designed for competition predominantly. I don't eat competition barbecue. That's no, not right. how I cook at home. So it's almost like, yeah, I mean, they're great classes to learn the fundamentals of smoking. But if you truly want to cook great backyard food, get your book instead of going to a class to learn to wrap with, you know, parquet and brown sugar. That's <laughs> just I'm just saying yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it, and it's true. You know, it is such a, a different you know, there's there's so many different reasons why you cook. I mean, if you just want to cook and enjoy your backyard. Yeah, you don't you know, you don't have to take a thousand dollar class to uh, learn to wrap. And, you know, and like you said, with the parquet and the mm-hmm. really sweet sauce and the dust at the end and the whatever, you know, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to make the food that complicated, you know, to, to have good food. 
true. No, not really. I mean, actually, I think some of the best food, and it doesn't matter whether it's barbecue or anything else, is fairly simplistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a friend, yeah. uh, we've only got about a minute and a half left here, but I have a friend who is a restaurant guy for years, and we cooked together a lot when I was doing a lot of catering, he was helping me. But we always joke, because when you're doing, Leanne knows this, and I'm sure you do too, if if you're doing TV, you've only got this much time. Okay, whatever that much time is, four minutes, six minutes, (laughs) somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. And if you start trying to go through a recipe with 16 ingredients and an eighth of a teaspoon of cumin or something like that, Mm -hmm. it doesn't you you lose them. You lose the people at home Mm -hmm. doing that. So I think simple is better in my book. That's just me. Mm -hmm. But I think that's uh, that's the way we should approach it. And I think you've approached your book like that. And like you say, give them the facts, give them the basics. So they, Mm -hmm. hence the name of the book, obviously, but also to help improve their basic skills to move forward. I'll give you the last word. Yeah. I want them to, to have the basics, but I just really want them to have a solid foundation. Well, I think you're right. Um, We're going to get out of here. Ray is going to stick around for after hours, his favorite part. And if I dig out the uh, lightning round questions again, which he suffered through a couple of (laughs) times, we'll we'll see if his answers have changed. But, Ray, thank you for being on the show. Ray's new book. um, Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Uh, It's uh, Big Green Egg Basics from Ray Sheehan, uh, Master Barbecue there, and available out there uh, starting March 29th. So um, good luck with that, Ray, my friend. Yes. Thank you so much. You're you're welcome. Um, But that's it from the Turn It, Don't Burn It Studios. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.